Welcome to the Whitewater Podcast. Stay tuned at the end of the message for church resources and more information about Whitewater. For now, let's dive into this week's message together. When I was a little kid, I played soccer a lot. I loved soccer. And I remember going out, you know, in Whatcom County on Saturday mornings to the cold, usually rainy weather, muddy fields, and uh, playing with my team. And usually the game would start, all of us had lots of energy, these little kids running around, um, following the ball. And about midway in, everybody gets so tired. You'd see kids, uh, you know, looking to the sideline, waiting for, you know, the, the orange wedges. I don't know, do you remember getting the, you know, orange slices that a family would bring or the, or the, um, the fruit snacks? Um, looking to the sideline, looking to the ground. There's some kids who just kind of sometimes just sit down in the middle of the game, start eating grass. As kids got tired, heads would drop, focus would would be lost. And one of the best lessons my dad and the best coaches I I had growing up really taught me was to always keep your eyes on the goal, to always look up. Last year and in this a uh, very difficult time, it's really easy for us to drop our heads and quit looking at the goal, quit looking toward the future together. When I was in Africa, in Sierra Leone, we we did a discovery process with some leaders and pastors, um, really dreaming about what God could do. Um, and one of the pastors said something that I'll never forget. Uh, at the end of like the the process, at the end of the day, he said, I have not dreamed about a better future for my country in years, but today I dreamed again. When you go through a season of tears and trials and difficulty, it's so easy to stop dreaming. It's so easy to let your eyes fall away from the future and and, and to stop looking at the goal. And today, I want to encourage everyone who's tuning in to begin dreaming again. Don't forget to dream. Don't stop dreaming about the future that God has for us. Um, in fact, this January, this whole month, we're wanting to, as a church, dream again. We want to, over the next couple of weeks, be looking at what does God have for our church? What dreams is God redefining for us in this time? And so I want to invite you to uh, join us this next month as we practice dreaming of a kingdom vision together. And I also want to invite you to do this on your own, to, to begin asking God to maybe redefine or help you discover what are the seeds of, of a dream that God wants to bring to harvest in your life. We can look at this year as a year of waste and disruption and what was that all about? Or we can look at it as a year that was pre- preparing us for the a new dream uh, that God has for you and, and for our church. Here's a verse I really want to center us on today. It's found in Psalms 126 verses 5 through 6 and it says this, those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. 
They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. The image of this small verse is really the image of of, of people who are have been through a famine, people who have been through hardship, people who have been through lack and loss, and they're they're in a season of of tears, a season of sorrow. But in that season, they don't stop planting seeds for the future. They don't stop planting a, the seeds that will become a harvest later on. In this image, we 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 kind of see this. Um, tension, attention of when we're in hardship, when we're in a season of tears, it'd be so easy as a farmer to just maybe give up, maybe just to just to sit down and quit moving forward. Or maybe it's a time where if you have any seeds at all, that you'd rather eat those because you feel like you're starving right now. But in this verse, we see that the farmers who plant seeds while there's tears and in sorrow, they plant those seeds rather than eating them or wasting them for the future, for a more beautiful future, for a harvest that is to come. And so I want to talk about that today. I'm just going to talk about two points, how to plant seeds in a season of sorrow and then how to trust God for a harvest of joy. So the first thing is, how do we plant in a time of tears, a time of sorrow? Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 5, or portions of it say this, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under under the sun. A time to plant, a time to harvest, a time to scatter, and a time to gather. Um, It's so important to recognize the seasons that we're in. Uh, There's a time to, to plant, or to sow seeds. There's a time to harvest what we've planted. Um, there's a rhythm to life. I, I think it's so important if we're wanting to learn how to plant in a season of tears, a season of sorrow, um, that, that we are, we're, uh, our lives are, are filled with opportunities. And um, we wanna plant seeds of, uh, that are habits, seeds of practice, seeds of actions, thoughts, and words that bring a harvest of goodness in our world around us. There's so much sorrow, there's so much, uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of evil and a lot of things that are wrong with the world and we can be part of harvesting goodness and planting goodness in the world. Um, Seeds of peace, kindness, joy, hope, seeds of faith uh, God has given us that we can plant now for a season in the future of harvest. We can, I think we're to be, um, as Christ followers, um, learning how to plant seeds in our friendships, uh, seeds in our own life, in our own ha- for our own health, seeds for work, seeds with our neighbors and neighborhoods, seeds uh, in our church and in our, in our community. Um, we need to recognize when it's time to plant seeds. And we also need to recognize and discover the seeds, the dreams, the goodness that God has given us to begin planting in the world around us. There's also a time to scatter and gather. I mean, there's no better example of this than right now. We are the scattered church. We used to gather every Sunday in a large group. And this year, um, that we haven't been doing that. And we look forward to the harvest, to the day where we can gather. And there's a time to gather. And uh, I look forward to that day. But until then, we are the scattered church that God has actually sent us in our lives, like seeds, 
um, to, to bring life. I love the verse from Jesus in John 12. Jesus said, unless a grain of wheat is buried in the ground, is scattered and sent into the ground, um, it cannot reproduce. But if it dies, it will produce much fruit. I mean, this gives great meaning to our current reality. This means that what might feel like a wasted season is actually a season where, where God is allowing maybe things to change. Maybe old things and um, things that we thought were so important. Maybe the American dream that we had. Uh, the dreams of what we should get and what we deserve. Maybe God is allowing some of that to, to die and be rebirthed into a kingdom vision. Something that will last. Something that has greater clarity than maybe we've ever had before. God is going to use your life and my life as the scattered church. And I can't wait. There's going to be a time where we all gather and we get to be together and see the fruit, the harvest of what God has done. There's a time to scatter and there's a time to gather. 2 Corinthians 9.6 says this, Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will have a generous crop. If you want a, if you want a full harvest, you have to plant, you have to sow seeds through your life generously, not in stingy ways. Now, some of you might be saying, but I am tired. This has been the hardest year, the hardest season, the hardest week I've been through, whatever. Maybe there's just challenges you've been through. I'm tired, George. I'm exhausted. Don't forget Galatians 6, 9. It says this, so don't get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So often I can see people giving up right before the harvest is coming, right before like what they've been working so hard for, praying so hard for, what God has been at work for is about to come to fruition and we give up. Don't give up before the harvest comes because it's going to come at just the right time. So don't stop doing good and planting those seeds. Planting seeds requires patience, perseverance. Don't give up. Some of the seeds you might plant with your life and in your life right now, you could see results from the love and joy and hope that you, you pour into others tomorrow. You could see it in a week. Some of the dreams we have are going to take a while to grow. We're not going to see them until next year. We're not. Some of us five years from now um, or longer. Some of us, the seeds that we plant, we're not actually going to receive the harvest. It's going to be somebody else who receives the harvest. But God is wanting to plant those seeds through your life now. Now, another thing about planting in a season of harvest is learning to cultivate um, what you have. Now, what I mean by that is once seeds are planted or have been planted, we have to learn to cultivate the best we can. Um, when me and my wife moved into a, a, a house a few years back, um, me and my wife were wanting to like rearrange the garden, plant a bunch of new things, get everything the way we wanted it. I remember my mom with her wisdom just said, hey, why don't you guys wait a year and see what's in the garden? And we're like, what are you talking about? She's like, wait and see what, what was already planted by the person before you. 
And so we waited, we waited a year. And when spring came, all these flowers and plants that we didn't even know existed came to life or broke through the dirt. We had daffodils and you know tulips and other flowers that we didn't even know that were bulbs underneath the surface that had been planted by somebody else. And we got the benefit. We got to see this beautiful garden um, just burst forth with life. And so it is with people in your life. And if your parents, if you've got kids, um, I want to encourage you to look for the seeds that God has already planted in your kids' lives, like their personality, their strengths, their joys, their hopes, their dreams, that, that is going to unfurl, unroll in their life. It's already there. Maybe it's been dormant. Maybe you just have to look harder and cultivate the gifts that God has given them, the seeds that are already there. I want to encourage you to cultivate that so that the harvest of their life and even the harvest of your life, those things that have been dormant can come to harvest. The second thing I want to talk with you about is trusting God for a harvest of joy. Trusting God. In Mark 4 uh, verses 26 through 27, it says this, Jesus said, I love it when we look back at what Jesus says and how he teaches us how to plant and harvest. Jesus said the kingdom of God is like someone who plants seed in the ground. Night and day, whether the person is asleep or awake, the seed still grows, but the person does not know how it grows. This is saying that like we do the work of planting, but we didn't create the seed. And we're not the one who's growing and cultivating and um, giving the life to this seed. We trust that God will make the seeds of our life grow. That we, we trust him. Even when we're sleeping, even when we're not working, some of us workaholics need to hear that. Like God is at work when you're sleeping. In fact, some of the best work you can do is rest in him and trust that he will grow the seeds and the dreams, the practices, the habits, the goodness of your life. He's going to grow that when you're doing nothing and have no control over it. The best thing you can do is when you plant seeds, you actually release them. You're not in control of them anymore. You can do some work to cultivate, get some weeds out, but God is the one who ultimately makes things grow. Trust him. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 and 8 has some really good insight on how to trust God for the harvest of joy. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, and ignoring God harvests a crop of weeds. That's all he'll have to show for his life. But, now hone in here, the one who plants in response to God, in response to the goodness of God, reflecting the goodness of God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvests a crop of real life, eternal life. I think this is so important. Like, what are we planting? What seeds are we planting? Are they seeds of selfishness or selflessness? Are they seeds of uh, bitterness and resentment or seeds of gratitude and joy? Are we planting seeds of greed or generosity? Uh, seeds of comparison or contentment? Or seeds in this time, in this age that we live in, seeds of condemnation or seeds of compassion. Especially today, it's so easy to see how people have approached 
the pandemic, approached politics, approached life in this polarized time, it's so easy to condemn others rather than seeing it as an opportunity to have compassion. What are the seeds that Jesus is wanting to plant through your life? I think it's so important to remember that when we plant seeds that God gives us in response to God, the Spirit does this work in us and brings a harvest of life, eternal life. The seeds you plant that are from God are going to grow and grow and they have an eternal impact. They echo in eternity. Um, they're not going away. Like they're, they're something that, that are, are here to stay. They're eternal. It's been a season of tears for my family. Um, we lost my grandfather, um, George Sr., in November, and uh, he was a rock, uh, a man of faith, um, the best grandfather you could ever imagine. Um, and when he, he died, um, he battled Parkinson's and Parkinson's slowly took him. Um, the family got together and we did a, a Zoom all together because uh, we couldn't meet in person. Um, and we talked about we talked about his life. We talked about my grandma's life and their life together. And um, one of the seeds that he planted was gratitude. I mean, he was one of the most grateful, thankful people you ever met, and that just gave him such strength and joy, and a vision that people loved being around. And his gratitude that started kind of as an acorn turned his life into this oak. Like his life was a towering oak. I mean. Um, and God, God used his life. I, I, we, we just started talking about the seeds that were planted in his life and through his life into ours, seeds of faith, seeds of humor. I mean, he had the best laugh. You could hear him through the walls laughing and he'd always be saying, oh, oh, that's a terrible joke. You shouldn't say that novella. And then he'd be laughing. That's his wife. And he would, he just had the silver laugh. He had uh, seeds of encouragement that were planted in his life, seeds of humility, humble man, seeds of uh, being a forgiver and not a fighter. He could just let things go. And that, that planted seeds in other people's life. Plant the seeds that you have. Cultivate the garden you've been given. My grandpa was a gardener. He was, he loved gardening. He loved cultivating gar uh, his garden, but he loved gardening and cultivating the lives of people. So I want to encourage you to be that kind of gardener. Plant seeds, cultivate them, trust God. Plant the seeds you have in your life. Plant seeds for the lives of your family and friends, for your neighbors and your, your co-workers, your church, your community. Plant the seeds that you have to give. What dreams may come from these seeds that are planted? As our family zoomed and, and talked about the life of my grandpa, we, uh, we had one Zoom that was like Thanksgiving and we wanted to honor my grandpa and his gratitude. And, and he was a man of prayer and thankfulness. And so we wanted to honor that. And one of the coolest realizations um, that, that someone noted was that we, our family, we are the harvest of my grandpa's life. You 
are going to have some of the best seeds harvested after you're gone in the lives of other people. What will that harvest look like? Who will those faces be? Who will be those ones that carry on the best of your life in their life? When you're playing the game, your head starts to drop. You start looking to the sidelines and we stop looking to the goal. We stop looking to the future and we stop dreaming. Friends, let's dream together. Let's cultivate, let's plant seeds and let's look for a harvest. I want to leave you with a few questions to consider with your spiritual family, maybe with your home church. How is God redefining the dreams of your life to look more like Jesus and his kingdom? What seeds has God given you to plant in this season? If, if you haven't started planting those seeds, how could you start today? If you woke up tomorrow and all the seeds you had planted became the harvest you hoped for, what would your life look like? What would your life look like in a year, five years, 10 years? And how do you hope the seeds that you plant and the harvest that you gather someday blesses the people in your life? Guys, thanks for tuning in. We love helping people move forward on their spiritual journey. And right now, I wanna invite you to join us. Our church, our leaders, our staff, all of us have been dreaming together about the seeds God wants us to plant now for our harvest in the future. How is God gonna take the seeds of the digital, new digital ministry that we're doing online and turn that into a harvest? Our heart is that our church would embrace dreaming again and being a church that plants seeds for a harvest. Psalm 126 again says, those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. May that be true about our church as we come from the season of hardship and sorrow into a season of joy. Hey, Whitewater family. Thanks again for joining us this week. At Whitewater, we believe in creating an environment where you can belong before you believe. If you want to learn more about who we are and what we believe in, visit us at our website, whitewaterchurch.org. If you'd like to contribute to Whitewater financially, you can give online at whitewaterchurch.org give. Or if you want to get involved in blessing our communities or are interested in joining one of our home churches, email us at info at whitewaterchurch.org. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.